Well, morning, everybody. Welcome to Victory Online Church. I hope that you've enjoyed the service so far, especially if it's your first time with us. It's so great to have you with us, and uh, we hope that this service blesses you. And we're going to jump into the Word now and, uh, and just spend some time talking about God. And when God describes Himself, He describes Himself as someone who is close to us. Just think about that for a second. How amazing is our God? He is the creator of the universe. He's this massive, unfathomable God, yet he describes himself as being close to us. If maybe you're new to church or maybe this is your first time, you need to know that the Christian God is not one who is far away, not one who is untouchable. Jesus is not this far away, perfect God that can't interact with human beings. In fact, he is one who wants to be close to us. He says that he is one who draws near to his people. We believe he speaks to us in very real and practical ways. We believe that God communicates with us. He speaks to us. We get messages from him through sermons, listening to messages, through quiet time and prayer. We get it even through simple thoughts and feelings that we use, that he uses to communicate with us in our kind of everyday lives. It's a beautiful and amazing thing. Uh, It's one of the most beautiful and amazing things about God, that he wants to have a day-in, day-out kind of relationship with us, right? That's, That's what he wants. He wants to be close to us. He's not one who wants to be far away, someone we have to reach for, but someone who actually wants to walk the journey with us. And for those of us who have been walking a journey with God for a while now, have you ever had a moment When you feel like God has gone completely MIA, missing in action, like you don't know where he is, you don't know what he's doing, you don't know where God is. Like you pray a prayer looking for wisdom or looking for answers, you pray a prayer where where you need God to respond and all you get is radio silence. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I truly have. If you've ever felt that way, then you are in the right place today. My sermon title today is, Please Leave a Message. Let's pray. Father, we ask you today that your spirit would rest on us, that your spirit would rest on this message, and that, Father, your words would be heard. I pray that every person listening to this message today will feel your presence, will feel your glory, and will hear from you. Let no word of man be spoken, but let only your word be heard. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's jump in today. And when I was a kid, right, we're going back into story time. When I was a kid, I have all kinds of stories from my childhood. It's awesome, right? When I was a kid, I used to love ice skating. I loved it. In fact, I was kind of obsessed with it. I wanted to do ice hockey and all those things, and I would be in the ice rink every Friday night, every Saturday night, as often as I possibly could. I'd be there all the time with my friends, and it was such a normal thing on a Friday night just for me to hang out at the ice rink and just skate all night. It was amazing. I loved it. And, uh, and my parents would drop me off there, and they knew I was safe. You, they knew I was there with friends, and it was just an amazing time. I loved it. And uh, one, one night, a normal night, I went to the ice rink, as I always did, and I went to go skate, and I was having a good time, but all of a sudden, I kind of started to feel a little weird, a little bit sick. I didn't feel so great. I thought, well, I don't know what's happening, but 
kind of kept skating, and after a while it just got worse and worse. I didn't feel good. I felt really bad. So I thought, you know what, let me call my parents and get them to come pick me up. And It's early, I just want to go home, I don't feel good. And uh, they had given me a cell phone, I was about 13 or 14 years old at the time, they had given me a cell phone for emergencies just for that, right? And this, this cell phone was given to me so that if I, I, didn't, I didn't have airtime and SMSs and things like that just to go like text my friends, it was for emergencies only, right? And so its, it's point in my life was to, if I was in an emergency, I could contact my parents and get them to come and get me. So I got my phone out, and, uh, and I tried to, I sent a message to my dad. I said, hey, dad, I'm feeling sick. Will you please come and get me? Sent the message off. Wait about five minutes. I'm taking my skates off, and I'm kind of getting ready to go out the ice rink. No response. So I think, okay, well, let me SMS my mom. SMS my mom the same thing. Hey, uh, I'm not feeling good. Please come and get me. And... Uh, Another five minutes goes past, my skates are done, I'm ready to walk out, I'm walking out the ice rink, and there's nothing, there's no response. So I think to myself, okay, well, I'll try and call, you know, maybe they're just not hearing the text come through, let me call my parents, let them know how I'm doing. And so as I'm walking out the ice rink, um, I'm getting towards the outside of the mall, and I'm phoning, and it's just ringing, and ringing, and ringing, no answer. So, okay, cool, cool, if my dad's not answering, maybe he doesn't have his phone, let me phone my mom. Phone my mom. Nothing. Just rings and rings and rings. Now you can imagine, as, as a kid, I'm starting to get a little bit scared now. I feel sick. I don't feel good. Something's not right with me. Now I'm trying to contact my parents, and I can't contact them. They're not getting my texts. They're not answering my phone calls. I feel, I, I, I feel alone. I, I don't know what to do. And I keep phoning. I mean, like, five calls, seven missed calls. I'm calling and calling and calling, and no one is getting my calls. Now I'm starting to get worried. Did something happen to my parents? I, and I feel sick. Oh, man, I feel sick. But what's going on with my parents? Why aren't they answering? What's going on? I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like, what's going to happen? And it was literally an hour and a half, I sat there phoning and phoning. Now you can imagine, I'm a kid. I'm sitting outside a mall, and there's just, it's cold out. There's strangers everywhere. There's people up and down. I'm feeling sick. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling alone, and my parents are not answering my calls. I felt so alone and so scared. In fact, that night, I remember it to this day vividly. I remember I, I, it's one of the most anxious I've ever felt in my life. It's one of the most fearful times I've ever had in my life. And it's because this thing that was supposed to keep me safe in an emergency wasn't working. I couldn't contact anyone. What happened? Did they get in a car accident when they, when they were going home? Maybe something's wrong. Maybe, maybe they, they've, what if they've left me? I mean, even those thoughts start to come through your mind. What if they've left me? What if they don't care? What if they never come and get me? What am I going to do? What, how am I going to get out of here? I remember thinking all of these thoughts so vividly. It was such a fearful time. And I knew that my parents loved me. I knew they wanted nothing but the best for me. They wanted nothing more than to just help me in that moment, to keep me safe. But I didn't know where they were. They weren't speaking to me. And every time I called, it would just go that same tone would come up every time. The subscriber you have dialed is not available. Please leave a message. And I'm leaving messages, man. 
Dad, come get me. Mom, come get me. Where are you? What's going on? Are you fine? I'm sick. Where are you? Is everything fine? My battery's running low. I'm running out of airtime. I can't call again. Please come get me. Come get me. I'm at the ice rink. I need you. I need you. Where are you? In that moment, I felt alone. I felt afraid. I felt so scared. You know what? Sometimes this is how we feel with God. Have you ever felt this way? Like you're sending messages out into the ether. God, I need you. God, it's an emergency. God, I don't have the answer. I need you. Where are you? And all you keep getting back is please leave a message at the tone. Nothing. No response. Nothing is coming back. That's it. You're on your own. You're scared. You're afraid. And it's the most anxiety you can ever have. When you, when you feel like you know God loves you, you know God cares about you, but no matter what you do, you just can't find him. It's like he's left you alone. And if you're like me, in those moments, if you've ever experienced a moment like this, you ask God the question, why God? Why do you do this? Why do you leave me alone? Why do you do this to me? God, I'm asking, I need an answer. Some of you are asking that question today about business. Some of you are asking that question today about your finances or about your family members or about your future, something that's really important to you, something that's not just play play. It's not just something, okay, it doesn't matter if I don't get it. I need an answer now. God, I need you, but it feels like you're not even speaking to me. I want you to know that if you felt that way or maybe you feel that way right now, you are not alone. I have felt that way before, many times. And even the men of the Bible, the writers of, of the Bible in so many places have felt that way. The writer of Psalms 83, a psalm of Asaph, it says this, O God, Psalms 83 verse 1, O God, do not remain silent. Do not turn a deaf ear. Do not stand aloof, O God. It's how he opens up Psalm 83. What does that mean? It means, God, don't turn away from me. Don't stand far away. Be close. I need you right now. There's almost this heart cry coming out of this psalm just to say, God, where are you? What are you doing? And there's a man in the Bible who experiences the silence of God in a profound way, in a really deep way. His name is Job. And if you've grown up in church, you know all about his story. You've heard the, the craziness of the story of Job. Maybe you're new to church and you don't really know what we're talking about. There's this guy, and it's, it's a book, right? We don't know who the author is, but the book is called The Book of Job. And he's this man in the book, in the Bible, and he, he, he's a good man. He's described as not just a good man. He is a righteous man. He is a blameless man. He is a good guy. And, uh, and there's this... This amazing but super um, crazy experience that, that gets spoken about in this book where God is in his throne room. He's, he's in the setting of almost like a courtroom. It's like a courtroom setting. And God is, is sitting and all of the angels and all of the heavenly beings are coming forward and they're presenting themselves to God. They're getting their missions. Their, God is kind of speaking to them. And one of these beings comes in. It's called the adversary. And he says to God, look at this guy, Job. And God says, yeah, look at him. He is, he's my man. He's my guy. Job is this. He's awesome. I love Job. And this one, the adversary, he says to God, 
Well, of course Job is, is following you. You have a hedge of protection around him. You keep him safe. But take that hedge of protection away and watch. This one will curse you. And so God says, yeah, okay, I get that. I'm going to let that happen. I'm going to remove my hedge of protection. and You can afflict Job and you'll see what happens. Crazy story. I mean, hard even to explain or to describe. And right then, as you read through the story, just the worst things happen to this good man, Job. He loses his family. He loses his business, his wealth, his home. He loses everything, just one after the other. Just crazy stuff happens. Even it goes further. He gets inflicted with sickness and disease in his body, and he just breaks down. And it's so unbelievably amazing. But Job's response to this, when it first happens, is to say to God, you know what, God, crazy things are happening, but I'm going to worship you nonetheless. Unbelievable. That's Job's response to God. But as things go on, and as it just gets more and more difficult, Job starts to ask that question. God, where are you? What are you doing? Why is this stuff happening to me? I'm a good guy. I follow you. I'm a righteous guy. I try my best to be the best guy that I can be. But all these bad things are happening to me. So many of us have felt that way. You know what? I'm not a bad person. I'm not trying to do bad things. But bad things keep happening to me. And it's like, where is God? Where is he? This is exactly how Job feels. And to cut a really long story short, a couple of friends of Job come, three of them, and they start talking to them, and, and they start to say things like, you know what, Job, God is a just God. And so if bad things are happening to you, it's definitely because of you. And they start telling him about how he must have sin in his life, and he must be doing something wrong, and he, like it's, it's, it's bad. Because Job keeps saying back to them, you know what, it, I, I haven't done anything wrong. There's no sin in my life. You, you, can't, you can't tell me there's sin. You can't tell me I'm the reason that this stuff is happening. Because I don't sin, I'm not doing things bad, I'm not doing things wrong. And every time they just keep coming back, you know what, Job, there's got to be sin in your life. There's got to be brokenness. You've got to be doing something wrong. It's got to be you, Job. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but in those moments when it feels like God is silent, like he's not talking to you, the voices in your life start getting really loud. The people around you, they have a lot to say. They keep wanting to tell you how to live your life, what you got to change, the things you got to do, especially when you're asking God for direction or, or where you should go. People have a lot to say. And your mind starts to get loud. Your thoughts start to get really loud. It's like God's voice gets, the volume gets turned down and the world's volume just gets turned up. And you start getting confused. You start saying, well, no, I'm, I'm on this path and I'm on the right path. I know I'm supposed to be going down this path, but everyone keeps telling me to go left or, or go right. And I'll tell you right now, if you're in that space right now where you're asking God for direction, you're not really getting anything back. The, the voices in your life are huge. It's huge because at that moment, Job's friends were trying to tell him that he was doing something wrong, but he was not. He was on the right track. And all of these friends have a lot to say, and they go up and down and up and down, and Job just begins to keep arguing and arguing and arguing. And then a fourth friend comes, one more friend comes, and I want you to go and check this guy out when you have time. His name is Elihu, and he's different. And instead of saying to Job, you know what, there's something wrong with you, he actually turns the attention of everyone onto God and says, you know what, yeah, God is a just God. And he's using this 
to help you. He's using this for your good somehow. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it feels like he's far away. I know that this doesn't make sense, but it's not because of you. And it's not because God is not just, but something is good that God is doing. And it's only when Job comes to the very end of himself, nothing left, only then God speaks. And Job cries out to God and says, God, either you don't love me or you are evil. One way or another, you got to come and explain to me what's going on. And God does. He comes in and he just speaks this crazy, huge idea to Job. And we're going to try and take that huge idea and bring it down. God essentially takes Job and he gives him a vision and he shows him all of creation. He shows him the universe and he shows him all of the animals and the world and everything that he's created. And he says to him, Job, are you God? Were you there when I made this? Were you there when I made the stars, when I made the plants, when I made the animals? Were you there? Job has to say, no, I'm not there. And all of this huge story revolves around this one simple idea that I want you and I to hear right now. The point of all of this is trust. It's trust. Trust in God. That even in those moments when it seems like everything is silent, no one can give you the right answer, and God himself isn't even speaking back, He's asking us to trust him, to trust that he is busy working this thing out. And the book of Job comes to an end where Job gets restored actually beyond what he had before. And the point of the story is not that Job kind of passed the test. There's no test going on. In fact, the book of Job never really tells us a definitive answer why bad things sometimes happen to good people. We don't know. But regardless of whether good things are happening, whether bad things are happening, whether everything's making sense or everything is completely confused, our trust is in the Lord. Our trust remains in the fact that He loves us and He cares for us and that no matter what, He is going to show up in your life. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's going to be there for you. You know what? In my life, when I was that sick scared little kid waiting for my parents. Of course, eventually, my parents found their phones. They found the 257 missed calls that they had from me, and they immediately phoned me back. They immediately got in the car. You know, it was immediately just, you know what, I didn't have my phone. I didn't see. I didn't hear. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? We're coming to get you. You know what, in that moment, I've never felt so relieved in my life. This moment, this one, one encounter in my life that I had, I'll never forget how scared I was and how I went from being so afraid to so relieved when I got that phone call. And I want to tell you today, you might be in the moment of anxiety, in the moment of fear, in the moment when nothing makes sense. But I promise you, God is coming to get you. I promise you. It's in these difficult moments that we don't know what to do. We struggle. And you might be feeling that way right now. And I, I don't know where God is. I pray and I hear nothing. Book of 1 Peter has 
a little bit to tell us on this. We're going to read together. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, and then also verse 10 and 11. Let's read together. It says this. Verse 6. Humble yourselves. Don't think so much of yourself. Don't think so much of your circumstance. You know, we get so overwhelmed by the circumstance we find ourselves in that we almost think the circumstance is bigger than God. But God is bigger than any circumstance. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. You see, sometimes, we take a break there for a second, sometimes we're in these moments when we can't hear God because we already know the right path. When God is not telling you turn left or turn right, keep walking straight. You see, when Job was in that moment where he was like, God, where are you? His friends were like, turn left, turn right. But God said nothing, and Job continued straight. That's exactly what you need to hear today. Some of you need to hear that. You're not hearing God because God is not saying move left or right. Just keep going because in due time, he will lift you up. Verse 7, check this out. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Casting your anxiety on him is an active decision you make. These moments, they cause anxiety in us. They cause stress and fear and doubt. And you start to doubt yourself, doubt God, doubt every decision you've ever made. But right now I'm telling you, you got to choose to take that anxiety, take that burden and cast it on Jesus because he cares for you. Verse 10 says this, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. This is what God wants to say to us today. I know that you might be in the depths of difficulty. You might be in the worst moment right now. I'm here to tell you that God knows. His promise to us is that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And I don't have a great answer or a perfect reason why sometimes we send prayers out to God, but we don't really hear back from him. But I'll tell you right now that he cares about you. He cares about the things that you're going through. He cares about the difficulties you face. And he cares about taking you and leading you into a good and beautiful future. And so right now, as he promises never to leave nor forsake you, our response to that is to say, you know what, God, I don't have all the answers. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm going to take my fear. I'm going to take my anxiety and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let you take my fear and you're going to give me back rest and peace and I'm going to receive that. Because even in this hard time, even in this crazy moment I'm going through, I know you have a good plan for me. I'm going to choose to trust you. Just like Job had to trust God, we choose to trust God. And so I want to pray for us this morning. Maybe you're right in the middle of this moment, right in the middle of the difficulty, right in the middle of, of, a, of a situation where you don't know where to go. And it feels like every time you pray, 
you just get back, please leave a message. A subscriber you have dialed is not available. Please leave a message. You're getting nothing back from God. I want to pray for you today because God promises as you trust Him, as you keep moving forward, He's going to help you. He's going to come for you. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I bring every person struggling in this moment to you today. Father, we go through these moments that we can't explain, we don't understand. Sometimes we go through really hard moments. Sometimes we go through moments where we really just have no answers. And sometimes it feels like you're silent, God. But we know, even though it seems like you are silent, Father, you care for us. You want nothing but the best for us. And so today, Lord God, we are choosing to trust you, choosing to put our trust in you. I pray, Father, for every person that's, that's finding themselves in this moment, that, Lord, you would bring peace to them right now, especially if they're struggling with anxiety in this moment. Maybe they're scared because they don't know the outcome or, 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 or direction that they need to go. Lord, right now, I pray that you take that fear away and you replace it with peace, that you take that anxiety away and you replace it with joy, knowing that you have the perfect plan for every one of us. And we just invite your Holy Spirit to come into our moments, into our difficulties, and to give us hope for the future. We are deciding today, Lord Jesus, to trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.